Funding for The Spark is provided by Capital Blue Cross, focused on creating a healthier future for our communities through innovations like Capital Blue Cross Connect Health and Wellness Centers, which provide in-person services and inspire healthy living. Learn more at CapitalBlueCross.com. The Spark is also supported by UPMC's orthopedics team, offering hip, knee, joint, spine, and back treatments. Learn more at upmc.com slash centralpaortho. The Human Trafficking Task Force in Lancaster County made two dozen arrests in its first year. A segment of the people arrested were men who were seeking sex, including those who thought they were making arrangements to have sex with young girls. The incidents of human trafficking for sex or labor, but most often for sex, vary wildly from tens of thousands to hundreds of thousands nationwide. The states where trafficking occurs most often are California, Florida, and New York. But it happens everywhere, including here in south-central Pennsylvania. Joining us on the Spark today is Lancaster County District Attorney Heather Adams, who formed the Human Trafficking Task Force last year. District Attorney Adams, welcome to the program. Good afternoon. Thank you so much for having me. Why did you put this task force together? Sure. So we formed it um, about a year ago uh, at, on the day of National Human Trafficking Awareness Day. And we really, we had to to organize law enforcement in Lancaster County because fighting human trafficking required a proactive approach. So we were only scratching the surface um, prior to the organization of the task force. Um, like you said, it exists here uh, and we, we really needed to be proactive in fighting it. When you say scratch the surface, what do you mean? So prior to the task force specifically um, focusing on these cases, uh, law enforcement uh, would uncover uh, perhaps a victim or a human trafficking investigation through doing their normal investigations. So, for example, um, one in, in 2017 was uncovered because there was a report of a domestic incident happening. And when, when law enforcement arrived and started to investigate, they realized it was actually a human trafficking uh, in investigation and case. So, by, by focusing and forming the task force, now we have dedicated personnel um, that join together various times of the year from all across the county uh, to focus on these investigations who are specifically trained in what these investigations entail and how to run them. When you say specifically trained, what kind of training do they get that other law enforcement may not? So there, there is nationwide training on this topic. Um, and one of um, the most notable and what I'm told is the best training actually happens uh, in Maryland. So a number of um, the municipal offices that are assigned to the task force went to that training last year. So specifically on this topic, specifically on um, the kind of the changed philosophy in in the fact that those who are being who are who are essentially committing the crime of prostitution are truly victims and that there's a human trafficker that is, um, you know, in many of these cases, not all, but in many of these cases, uh, is behind the scenes and controlling and receiving the money um, for all the services. Are they trained to recognize what may be a trafficking situation? And how do they recognize the, those situations? What are some of the characteristics? Sure. So, um, again, I mean, how they would come up across these situations would vary and is and is very dependent upon the investigation. But I guess generally speaking, 
um, victims of human trafficking uh, may not go anywhere without their trafficker. Um, if we're talking about things that general people should be looking for and on the lookout for, um, they may come into possession of goods and you know clothing and jewelry that they normally don't have the money to afford. Um, traffickers often will seek out victims who are having uh, either mental health issues or addiction issues. Um, any changes in behavior is what people should be looking for. When we're talking about law enforcement, looking it's a, it's a different um, it's a different area. Mm -hmm. uh, most people wouldn't think of Lancaster County or really any of the counties in South Central Pennsylvania as a place where human trafficking occurs. I mean, anytime we have this conversation about this region, we think, okay, that's something that happens in big cities uh, or other states, as the California, Florida, and New York, as I mentioned. But it does happen here. It does, and you know, one of the things I say is really anywhere that you have these major highways um, and hotels next to these major highways, you're going to have an issue with human trafficking. And that's evidenced by the fact that, um, you know, we made 30 arrests this past year. Now, not all of them uh, specifically on the Title 18 crimes involving human trafficking, but what the arrests show is that there's a demand for these services here in Lancaster County. And so long as that demand exists, then the traffickers are going to, um, you know, fill that demand with victims, and often, not often, but sometimes, and and this does happen. It can be minors. Um, so something that's, you know, it, it it's so important that we have this task force. And we're out there looking for this because people do need to understand that it it does exist. So, what are your thoughts overall on the first year of the task force? So, you know, I was surprised. I was surprised um, at the number of arrests that that we made. It it, it it's a good thing, but it's also shocking to know, um, you know. And I'm the chief law enforcement officer of Lancaster County, and I'm I am still taken back when I see that we arrested nine people. Um, in three separate uh, investigations for specifically searching out a minor to engage in sexual activity. And that's shocking, um, but, but it's there. So it, it, it was good to see that we're making these arrests. Um, and, and, and we also made progress on, on two other goals of the task force. And that, that is that it be uh, victim-centered. So we have some um, really trained uh, victim advocates on board now that can help a victim uh, when they are first rescued uh, with services that they need. And we made some advancements too with uh, training as well. So was really happy to see that. Let's talk about that surprise for just a moment. You mentioned specifically about nine individuals who are seeking sex with uh, underage, and I'm assuming young younger girls. How do you know that? I mean, yeah, I know you st set up a sting operation. Can you explain or describe how that happened? Sure. So um, there's an online advertisement that's created uh, by law enforcement, um, and it's, uh, the suspects would then place a call to that number and or, or message you know via the computer and interact with uh, someone that's actually a, a law enforcement uh, officer. They would talk specific terms. Um, the age of the officer would would be discussed, and that of course that would be uh, undercover, and it would be um, they would propose themselves as a minor. Uh, and then the suspects would actually actually agree 
to meet for these services with a minor. We had suspects that traveled from Berks County, uh, Indiana County, Lehigh County, and even as far away as Virginia. So essentially, once they show up, um, then they're arrested for, by law enforcement. Minors, what ages were they pretending to be? Uh, I, I know in, in some cases it was as young as, as 13. And these guys, and they were all men, I assume, that these guys- In this particular, yes. Yes, that's correct. Uh, these guys all thought that they were going to have sex where they were making arrangements to have uh, sex with, with younger girls, minors. That's correct. Hmm. And something that just jumped out at me, uh, you know, this is not something that is exclusive to women. It is most often girls or, or women, but there are men as well. That's correct. You mean as the victims? Yes, yes. Yes, yes. Um, uh, we did have a case here in Lancaster County where um, uh, a, a younger a teenage male uh, was solicited through, you know, internet chat groups or emails, what have you. Um, and the suspect drove from actually the state of Indiana uh, to meet with that person. Um, and he was arrested and charged and has been sentenced since. You know, I don't know, I, my own opinion coming in here, but a person that was that desperate to drive from Indiana to Pennsylvania to think he was going to have sex with a, with a younger kid. Correct. Yeah. So in, in the case I just spoke of, that was actually um, that person who traveled from the state of Indiana actually did come and meet with that person and, and um, had that person at numerous hotels over the course of two days until law enforcement tracked it down and he was arrested. Wow. I don't know if it's a majority. You could give us the numbers, I'm sure. But there was a large segment of the people who were arrested that were actually seeking sex, correct? Why did you take that that tactic? Sure. Um, we had 19 people, actually, in total uh, of the 30 um, that were arrested during what we call John Sings. Actually, it might have been 17 people. But um one of the reasons, and I alluded to this before, but it, it, it is important to note. So one of the reasons we do that um, is to try to essentially stop the demand here in Lancaster County. So um, when, when these folks are arrested, um, their, their names are you know, put out in the, in the media. Um, for, for many of the ones uh, that we saw, it was a first-time offense. Um, but by doing that and by publishing that, we hope to affect the demand for the services in Lancaster County. Because as I said before, if the demand isn't there, then the traffickers don't have those spots to fill. Okay, um, and and we it's our hope uh, that first of all the, the people that were arrested will certainly never do this again. But it's also to get the message out across Lancaster County that if you see one of these ads where a victim is being advertised and you pick up the phone and call, you might be meeting with you know, a Lancaster County detective. So we really want to um, fight that demand. That's, that's, that's the first thing that, that fuels uh, the crime of human trafficking to begin with. But there were arrests for trafficking itself. Tell me about some of those. 
Yeah. So um, one of the arrests we made, I believe it was in, in March or April, fairly early on, um, we did arrest someone and charge that person uh, with specifically with Title 18 human trafficking uh, offenses. And essentially, um, police uh, made contact with, you know, an ad that was being a, a, a female that was being advertised for sexual services. And police answered that ad um, and made contact with, with that particular victim. Um, that victim at the time was, was arrested with prostitution. However, uh, through further investigation, it was determined that sh she was being trafficked by um, an ind individual uh, from Delaware County. Um, from that first moment of contact to when we saw the victim again, so it's very hard to, to effectually do a rescue. So from the first moment of contact that law enforcement had with her, uh, that victim was advertised not only in the Tri-County area, Harrisburg, York, Lancaster, she was then advertised in North Carolina as well. So that shows you um, the lengths to which these traffickers will go to remove these the, the victims from a current situation in order to avoid law enforcement. Fortunately, we were able to um, track that victim. And when, when the, the victim and the trafficker showed up in a local hotel in Lancaster County, uh, the trafficker was was arrested and he is um, pending uh, prosecution here in Lancaster County. And of course, I have to say that he is innocent uh, until proven guilty. How old was the victim? I do not have that information. However, she met this particular um, person when she was 18. So I, I do believe um, she's still a young adult. Yeah, she's considered an adult. Uh, how do these traffickers gain control over uh, the women or the men that they're, they're trafficking? I mean, I know you've heard this before, but there are some who would say, well, you know, this was an 18-year-old woman. She was considered an adult. She could make her own decisions. May have had some other problems going on in her life, but um, how do they get, gain control and keep that control? Mm -hmm. So something that's probably foreign to, to most of us, um, which is probably a good thing, but everyone should be aware. Um, you know, these, these crimes are very much like domestic violence crimes where it's really about control. Um, and some of the some of the victims that are involved in these crimes don't even don't even really have a sense that they are in fact a victim. Um, they just see themselves as being in a relationship with you know kind of a possessive uh, male. Um, but it is certainly about control. You know sometimes the traffickers and this is this is this is all information that I've learned from training as well. Um, but the traffickers will. Uh, take away their ID, you know, not leave them with their own identification. Um, they will shower them with gifts in the beginning and then slowly start to, to take away um, the gifts and the niceties and introduce the, 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 the darker side of, of the relationship. Uh, and it just spirals from there. And it's, it's, there's actually a name for it. It's called a trauma bond that these victims um, form with their traffickers. And it's, it's very psychologically, it's very hard to break. So what happens to the victims? And we should also point out, and I think you touched on this a little bit earlier, uh, the crime of prostitution is thought of a lot differently today than what it used to be. Um, I add that part because, again, going back to the original question, what happens to the victims of trafficking? 
Mm-hmm. And and in the the example I talked about, where the man was arrested from Del- Delaware County, we actually withdrew um, the initial charges that we filed on on the victim. So we one of the goals of the task force was to make it um, be a victim centered approach, and that's to to really acknowledge um, that those that are being trafficked are victims, and whenever we can and where appropriate, um, we will we will not charge them we will rather use the advocates that we now have in place um, to assist them with getting the services they need, um, getting the care that they need so that they can really uh, lead, a, lead a better life and, and not go back to the, the crime of human trafficking because that does happen very often. How successful are you with that? I mean, do you, uh, so, uh, do again, you track we, the victims later? Um, we, yeah, so we, 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 yes and no, <laughs> um, certainly to the extent that we come across victims in any investigation, we're going to make every effort um, to work with that victim um, and, and make sure that she, she or he is on a, on a better path moving forward. Uh, will they be needed for the criminal prosecution? Perhaps, right? So in, in that sense, if, if they're a witness, um, we would uh, stay in contact with them. Um, but when you say what happens to them, I mean, really, we're going to give them all the services that we hope to give them um, and really hope for, hope for the best from there. I mean, certainly as long as they need services, we would try to assist with. What kind of services? I mean, sometimes uh, some of the women and men being trafficked have a drug problem or mm-hmm. uh, you know, are in need of mental health services. Are those kind of services provided? That's, that's the kind of, um, so the, yes, those services are the ones that we've, we have our partner agencies on the victim service-based side. Um, not only mental health treatment or referring for a drug and alcohol evaluation, but even something more basic as to where to stay. You know, so we have a great partnership with the YWCA. Uh, if that person can't go back to family because family, you know, might might be part of the problem, and they might not be, you know, good supports in place there. Um, so we have uh, partner agencies like the Y uh, for housing, um, other organizations um, as as well that that we've partnered with and are really strong allies for us in, in, in this task force. The traffickers, is there any kind of organized crime tie into this? Are the traffickers involved in other criminal activities? So I am familiar with a case out of Berks County where it was just that, that was very um, gang related as, as well. Um, so far, we haven't seen that here in Lancaster County, um, but again, we've, you know, we've only been operational for, for a year. Um, and that's something that police are always going to be on the lookout for. You mentioned Berks County. I understand that the task force uh, cooperates with other counties as well. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. I mean, we have, so we have, all in all, we have 11 agencies within the county that are assigned to the task force, um, and that does include state police. We also have federal partners as well. Um, but even, you know, m- most recently we um, went across the river and had a meeting in York County uh, to speak with folks there about this very issue, uh, which is really helpful to just see, you know, what other counties are doing, what problems that they're facing and how they're tackling them as well. Not to mention that traffickers and criminals don't stop at county lines. No, not at all. And, and in many cases, these, you know, an advertisement will be 
Uh, you might see an advertisement in Lancaster, but that same victim and same phone number uh, is is Tri-County, if not larger. I would imagine social media and well, internet sites um, make this problem much worse. Is that how most of these traffickers work using uh, the internet? I would I I would say a hundred percent of them work off of um, websites and and internet. Based uh, venues, yes. Well, how do these Johns know where to go? So there are certain websites, unfortunately, that um, will be up you know, for a limited period of time uh, that they they find out about. I, I, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't know exactly what that process is, but they certainly find out where to go um, to find these services. Unfortunately, we only have about thirty seconds left. What did you learn from that first year that maybe you can change or add in this in you know, future years? That's a good question. Um, I, I think, so I think we just want to build on our successes, to, to, to be honest. It was a successful first year. Um, and, and you know, I think we need to advocate for ourselves a little bit more uh, as far as, you know, any anytime the state or federal agencies can uh, have additional resources to provide us, that would be very valuable. Lancaster County District Attorney Heather Adams. District Attorney Adams, thank you very much for being with us today. Thank you so much. Appreciate it.